0: Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey!
1: Marshall, I typically have a comment about your background, and uh, I thought you had actually moved to a new room in your house, but uh, no, you're a... I think this is called an insurance policy. Am I correct about that? You have a logo back there.
0: Yes, uh, Cyberdyne Systems. Uh, <laughs> they would be the, the company that invented Skynet and, and ultimately tried to exterminate all of mankind. So as we continue to talk about uh, you know artificial intelligence, I figure this is where we're going. I just want to let Skynet know, I'm with you, brother.
1: <laughs> you for one welcome our new ai overlords oh yeah, i get it
0: yes oh aren't you looking handsome today uh, artificial <laughs> overlords <laughs> yes looking those are great ideas I'm, I'm on board with them so yeah we keep uh, we had some time uh, right we kind of talked about uh, artificial intelligence uh, you went and dove into it uh, a little bit uh so what did you figure out
1: so it's this is, uh, this is really interesting because, I mean, it really is true that you can ask it any question and it gives a coherent answer. I mean, that, that, that in and of itself is scary. Um, here's something else that's scary. Uh, I, and I, and I won't be able to pull it up because the system is so popular right now. Uh, they have hidden previous conversations for now so that they can take some load off their servers, I guess. But, um, I asked it, um, uh, you know, uh, are are you, are you dangerous or something along those lines? And uh, the system said, I'm just a tool uh, tools, you know, have to be used responsibly, uh, but I'm just a tool. Not, I'm not dangerous or not dangerous. I'm just a tool. And I said, uh, that sounds like an argument for the second amendment. That's literally what I wrote. I just put it in the in chat. That sounds like an argument for the second amendment and the amount of backpedaling very polished polished backpedaling. I apologize oh, if I gave you that indication. You know, uh, the Second Amendment has uh, many different, uh, you know, uh, concerns. And, uh, you know, it, it, just, it, was, it, it was better than a politician. You know, I mean, it, it just really covered all of its bases about, uh, you know, guns, uh, yes, can be viewed as a tool. They can also be something very dangerous. It's very important to follow the regulations for the area you live in. Uh, for these uh, uh, guns uh, that are used, and and I said, uh, how are you different from a gun? And again, it just the the the. Uh, I I don't think I can accurately give you how smooth it was for this thing to get backed into a corner, and then say, "There's no corner here. Let's move on this way." And I knew I wasn't going to get any further. Like they they had shut down that part of the conversation. So I say they like. You know like there was somebody in the back room you know coming up with you know answers you know it sounded like such a good committee answer but it was it was ai i suppose so that in and of itself is a little terrifying right that it's already that smooth about some things that could be you know real hot button issues uh if nothing else so yeah uh i mean you're right uh it can do a whole lot um i think i'm still right it's still pretty scary uh But you're right, it can do a whole lot. And in fact, you found another uh, use of of artificial intelligence in a a different website that
0: uh, you were going to show us today, correct? Oh, definitely, definitely. But before we do, I'd just like to say, for the record, that (laughs) I am against antagonizing our artificial (laughs) intelligence overlords in the manner in which you did. So I don't condone any behaviors like that. say there Skynet (laughs) the uh yeah yeah so no I found uh I found this other uh AI system uh, which uses part of chat GPT and doll e which is their uh, image generating system and so what it this does is it creates the content and the corresponding powerpoint slides uh for the uh, a presentation.
1: All right, I'm pulling you up on my second screen here so I can watch this magic unfold.
0: Okay. All right. Can you see? Can you see me sharing my screen? Yes, I can. All right. So let's. Uh, so yeah, we'll just go to create. Okay. And uh, and let's uh, let's see. It says the the prompt is create a presentation about, and we'll type. Uh, we'll try a brand new one I haven't done yet. Becoming a more Empathetic leader. Okay, that's a good topic. We hit submit, generating page one, and it generates slides. Typically, it generates about eight slides. Uh, usually, it comes up with a title slide. Uh, it kind of cranks one of those out, and then so it's
1: not the same amount of slides every time. This is just what it thinks needs to to be. Uh, um generated for this particular topic each time
0: well so far it's usually generated the, the same amount each time so okay. either it either expands or contracts the content uh the beauty of it is you can add uh, a slide once it's done Uh oh uh-oh, looks like it's not Oh no <laughs> oh man we're live and it's oh there it goes oh there we go
1: now it's generating right.
0: outline generating so it generates the a new title so you give it a sad little prompt, it turns that into a great title. It always develops a table of content slides. Here's what we're going to cover. Oh, yeah. uh, and then uh, and then it starts to, to map it out. It also generates, uh, using uh, DALI, it, it generates brand new original uh, uh, visuals. So each, wow. each slide has, has uh, the verbiage, uh, the content that it's created, and then an accompanying uh, image uh, to go with that—that's—that's—that uh, does not require the use of copyrights because it is a brand new image never seen before by man. So,
1: yikes! Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I guess I'll say for the record, we were laughing because there was a hiccup. The hiccup was that I—I I guarantee you—the system was so busy that it couldn't immediately generate the slides we were looking for. It took a couple tries, but they're all there now, and it took what thirty seconds.
0: 30 seconds. So yeah, if uh, somebody, you know, a client has asked me, you know, we'd like to talk about, uh, you know, uh, becoming a more empathetic leader. Uh, And so the, my prompt, it turned my prompt into the title slide, which is Empowering Empathy, Becoming a Better Leader. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it always comes up with a nice title. Okay. Uh, better than whatever you wrote, uh, and then <laughs> I've got my table of contents. We're going to have understanding empathy, the benefits of empathy, developing empathy, creating an empathetic environment, uh, leading with empathy, and the power of empathy. Hmm. And so you got uh, you got the
1: uh, what is it? Why do you want it? Here's how to develop it. Here's how to use it.
0: Wow. Uh, so yeah, now you've got oh, and this, the the artwork for those of you listening on the podcast. Is calming and beautiful and empathetic. <laughs> Some sort of semi watercolorish ish uh, blues and golds. And,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. A person with uh, an illuminated head staring over a valley with uh, a lot of trees and a river.
0: Uh, yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, the benefits of empathy, empathy, they also are better equipped to handle uh, conflicts as they're able to take into consideration the feelings of everyone involved. Um, developing empathy, to become a more empathetic leader is important to or practice active listening. Mm. It involves paying attention to what others are saying, asking questions to gain a deeper understanding, and providing feedback in a constructive and compassionate way. Oh, man, that's nice. Um, Creating an empathetic environment. Leaders can also create an environment by encouraging team members to share their feelings and be open and honest with one another. This can create a culture of understanding, trust, and respect, which will lead to more productive and successful outcomes. Hmm. We're all for that. Leading with empathy. Leaders who lead with empathy are better able to understand the needs and feelings of their team. This allows them to make decisions that are in the best interest of everyone involved, leading to a more successful outcomes. And empathy, the power of empathy is a tool that can be used to help leaders foster an environment of understanding, trust, and respect. Uh, by practicing active listening, creating an environment of openness and honesty, leaders can become more empathetic and create successful outcomes for everyone involved. So yeah, it usually comes up with some, some sort of conclusion slide, kind of a yeah. wrap-up slide. And so if I go down here and I hit this button, it, it'll say, add a page about. Okay. So... Uh, let's have it provide uh, some specific uh, action steps. Mm-hmm. See what it see what it comes up with. So, yeah, I, I found that it struggles a little bit with this, with the uh, coming up with these specific steps. Make uh, it practical. But I have discovered that if I go to Chat GPT. I can ask it for specific steps mm-hmm. and it will give them to me. And then, if I take and I plug them into this program, it will turn those steps into uh, a specific slide. You know, how if there's five steps I get from Chat GPT, it'll turn it into five different slides. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, it
1: struggled with that. Yeah. yeah that, that one didn't land very well. Yeah. No.
0: And so and it may be a question of how I prompt it. I maybe need to prompt it better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just reiterated that providing specific action steps, leaders can empower the team to become more empathetic, make positive changes in their environment. So, yeah, it's, it struggles with that. However, like I said, if you go to chat GPT, it'll give you those answers, and then you can plug them in here, and boom, instant slides. So uh, what do you think?
1: Well... Uh, you and I talked about this a little bit ahead of time. Um, I, I, I think it's a, it's a really interesting question to ask ourselves. Um, if it doesn't take a genius, uh, now it really doesn't take a genius because you could plug it into AI and probably come up with a lot of the answers for a lot of the prompts we get asked to uh, uh, do a podcast episode about. So um is this it is it over is this the last episode of it doesn't take a genius
0: well since we've been replaced by the machine
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, this could be it <laughs> i guess i'll just go get my blue vest and greet people at the walmart It's <laughs> my new plan no i think uh right everybody in america is gonna have to ask themselves the same question yeah All right, so the machine can now do the basics of what I do. Yeah, everything that was created there, nice foundational materials, but it would all have to be punched up a little bit, so I can bring a little bit of value there, Uh, but this is, keep in mind that that when I asked it that question, it actually learned a little bit from that exercise, and... We know the systems are hard to log into right now because so many people are using them. That means they're getting that much smarter, that much quicker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and you know, like chat GPT three is what we're currently using. They've already working on their release date for four. Hmm. So it, it, It's coming. So now you got to ask yourself the question, yep. you know, what value, what is my value? What value do I bring? And uh, one of our mentors, uh, Pamela Cole, uh, she asked this question a while back of uh, salespeople. Right. And the question is simply, uh, what makes it better to deal with you than going online? In what way is dealing with you better than going online? Yep. And that's the question for for it, we were talking about it in terms of sales. You know, online sales versus in person sales. Yep. And now the, the the question can be applied to just about every job position on the planet.
1: Yep. So, even analytics jobs, even jobs where before you had to do some, you know, uh, compiling data and making analysis about that data, even that is up for grabs now.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it actually, um, I saw a, a, a new application where you took a, a Zoom meeting. Maybe you're having a Zoom meeting with uh, five or six of your colleagues. You recorded it. Uh, Zoom will then turn it into a transcript you plug it into chat GPD and GPT and ask it to write a summary of the meeting with uh, including the highlights. So now it it writes the summary of the meeting with highlights. You send it out to everybody. And now we've got the minutes from the meeting.
1: Man. And I'm telling you, like, these are all amazing applications, but it's, it's uh, you know, we, we could look at the progress of technology and talk about the things that we didn't think would be, Problems that we create for ourselves that we don't even understand right now because we're just so interested in taking steps forward. But I digress. That'll that'll be the philosophy podcast that we never, you know, produce. Um, meanwhile, I I guess um, you know I'm thinking about that in particular for you and I. You know what are what are the things that we bring to the table in in our podcast that couldn't be. Uh, generated by by AI let's let's even go into the future and say that they create two three d avatars that you know use deep fake technology or what have you and and have them interacting with each other um you know what do what what do podcasts like ours bring to the table that could not be replicated or replaced by AI at this point i've I've got a couple of thoughts, but I guess I'll I, I don't want to you know uh, hog the mic here do you uh, do you have thoughts on uh, what <laughs> why Why do we exist yeah, yeah. why is this why, good
0: yeah why do we exist and why should anybody care
1: yeah right <laughs> well I
0: think the I think the main thing that the 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 human interaction brings and we saw this and I think it has even in-person interaction so we yeah. saw this how ineffective zoom was as a teaching platform that yeah, the students hated it. The, the, the teachers hated it. The, and, the, and, you know, if you start to look at some of the, the data and the studies they're doing right now, we find that kids didn't learn hardly any, you know, they barely learned anything while they were taking Zoom classes. Yeah. So there's apparently some benefit to being in the same room at the same time with other carbon-based life forms
1: who mm-hmm.
0: are trying to learn the same thing, have the same struggles have, or having successes. And sharing those uh, in a in a human like face to face fashion that creates what we're always trying to create, which is behavioral change. Yeah. And so, if 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 video and presentations could change the world, it would be it would already be changed. Everybody would log on to a nice TED talk. Right. You'd listen to all the TED talks on it that pertain to what it is that you want to get better at, and you'd be instantly better. Right. So, so having all of this stuff uh, is, is incredibly convenient. I don't think it ultimately leads to behavioral change. I don't think it leads to people doing right. something with it.
1: Well, we, so we've talked about this many times uh, in past episodes. Uh, in fact, some of our most popular episodes have been about how do you really make change? And, um, and the the paradigm I always go back to is the concept of coaching that, you know, it's one thing to reach awareness. You have this big insight, congratulations, but now you've got to translate that into action. So awareness has to be wedded to action. And, and I think that's something that, um, like you say, human interaction is going to make that insight much, at least much easier to grasp. I'm not saying that it couldn't happen at all, but um, you know the, the the phrase is inspiration, right? If you're inspired to take action um, and it's just interesting, you know that's that's from the Latin word that means uh, breath or spirit. And so you know we have souls and the, the souls interacting is part of the magic and and what we spill over to other people uh, that causes them to take action is, is really, is something that will not be possible with AI, um, unless we, unless we're talking like super, super uh, hard science fiction, you know, a thousand years from now, where, you know, there, you know, there's a William Gibson storyline about giving um, artificial intelligences uh, citizenship, because they've become that sentient. Well, that's, that's definitely not what we're talking about with chat GPT. you know it's 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 the difference between um, my wife sending me a text message that she loves me and, you know, some generated you know computer system that sends out an email on my birthday saying they love me. One of those I take very seriously. The other I do not. Um, same reason that, you know, uh, you know, prostitution is typically considered a lower level of relationship than you know actual romance um you know one of those is is a, a soul voluntarily uh, giving themselves to you the other is well it's not uh I, I don't know if anybody's put the pieces together on that but i think that the answer there is, is that it's not so so there's there's something about humans actual humans with souls making choices and and having interactions that is inspirational we're we're putting our uh, our souls into each other when we do such a thing that's and that's important that's important
0: yeah i think the well and you you talk about the the dialectic Yep. Uh, right yep. and your your company talks about wrestle and grow yep it, it, and i think that's part of the behavioral change process is the ability to 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 test another person's commitment to what it is that they're talking about oh uh, yeah you, you know and, and while the machine may say you know this is the best practice based upon everything I've read on the internet or everything that's ever been written right having that in person you know that's, that's walked just maybe a few steps ahead of you say hey, this is the path and and, and here's some pitfalls and here's some bright spots along the way that, you know that 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 allows me to say okay that 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 humanoid, that bipedal upright humanoid uh, did this, maybe I can too. Yeah. And they got good results out of it. I'm going to give it a try. Right. Versus, yeah, the machine listed, here's the five things I need to do. Right. <laughs> in order to be a successful coach or a leader or to win or to be empathetic or that type of thing. Right. So, so yeah, I still think there's a, there's a need in the human consciousness, uh, to be convinced, uh, to be able to, to argue and to, to, to have another human interact with them in order to stimulate the the parts of the brain that allow them to go, okay, I'm going to try something a little bit different.
1: Yeah. And in fact, the, the flip of that situation makes it even more concrete to me because God forbid we get into a situation where people do say, Hey, AI said, these are the five things I need to do. I'm going to do those five things. That would be a terrible human being. In fact, we had that <laughs> during the Nazi regime. I believe it was called Eichmannism. You know, um, ah, sure, I put people through the gas chambers, but I was just following orders mm-hmm. as, as if that is a moral excuse for that kind of behavior. Um, so, so uh, yeah, we'll always have to have humans with souls <laughs> involved in this, whether it's you know, a, a few steps ahead of us. Whether it's somebody challenging us and and challenging our understanding of it, um, that that's going to be really uh, really key. And I keep coming back to the fact that it's it's authentic, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. it it's it's got a soul to it when it's people involved. It'll be interesting to hear ourselves on this ten years from now and and see how much of this lands. But I, I think I'm right about that.
0: Oh, I was thinking the same thing. We're going to look back on this moment <laughs> and, and the infancy of of this tool. Yeah. And we're going to be either incredibly right or incredibly wrong. Right. <laughs> like, oh man, we missed it by a mile.
1: And if we're wrong, AI will be smart enough to have re edited this video, deep faking it to say the kind of things that they needed to say. So,
0: oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will be admitting that. Yeah, we knew it all, all along how awesome it was. So, <laughs> fantastic. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is a conundrum. So, so you know, when you thought, you know, because when I first saw this, I thought, well, this is clever. And I could see where a lot of jobs would be, you know, eliminated by this. But mine's safe. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> then I saw this tool that created, you know, content and presentations. Right. like oh wait a minute uh it's yeah yeah it was amusing when it was coming for your job (laughs) it's coming for my job it's a little scary so yeah it's it's one of those things but I still see okay the value that we bring uh and that and that we'll have to continue to work on those skills and and on the upside of this does this tool free us up to do that
1: yeah that's fair
0: if yeah. I don't have to spend time creating the base of the presentation, you know, the the you know, here's the the title slide, the table of contents, I go look for some images, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff takes time. If if I knock that out in 15 seconds versus three or four hours, uh, that leaves me three or four hours to think about, okay, how do I bring this to life when I'm in front of an audience. Uh, you know, what are the discussion questions that that create the interactions that lead to you know aha moments that ultimately could lead to behavioral change? Yeah yeah, I can work on the hard stuff versus you know searching Google images for just the right photo that illustrate the point that I just made up. so uh, this is this has potential to free you up to do the part that you truly get paid, you know. For which is that, that, that human expertise and that, that creation of experiences and moments.
1: I, I think that's very fair, um, assuming that the very process of taking some of that work out of our system doesn't turn us into the uh, characters in WALL-E, you know, where we're just consumers. And, you know, don't do anything hard, don't even know what to do unless we, you know, are, are following, you know, the the advice of the computer. So I I, I say that out loud in 10 years from now, maybe we'll laugh about it. We'll see.
0: Yes, as we're on our little floating hover chairs, right. <laughs> our bone density has gone to zero. We're just gelatinous blobs floating around on hover chairs. Waiting for an image on the screen that
1: we can press the button and order.
0: Yes, and the AI will tell us what we're going to eat next. Right. Nice. I like where this is going.
1: Yeah. Such a cheery episode to start the year.
0: Nope, not so much. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, ask yourself the question: In what way is dealing with you better than going online? I'm done. Good luck. Now we'll we'll turn to our narrator (laughs) overboard. The voice in the sky. That's true. Always guiding us. uh, (laughs) Mr. John Wolfe. And there you have it. Another session of contemporaneous extemporizing from Mark and Mike. I know it's redundant, but consider who we're talking about. As always, feel free to share the ideas you heard here. No rights or reserve, no permissions needed. Thanks. See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius.
1: That's good enough.